It is Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. 2024 is off to a terrific start when it comes to animated features. The Tiger's Apprentice is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Joining me is Raman Hui, the director and two-time Annie Awards nominee. Raman, congratulations on the film. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. How did you want to approach taking this book by Lawrence Yep, which has such a cool story, and expand it and bring it to life for the screen in such a cool way that you do. I think uh, when when I read the script and the book, the thing that draw to me was uh, the background and uh, the character. The character begins uh, because I myself I'm uh, Chinese American, and knowing the story of this Chinese American teenager living in San Francisco and went through all this magical world and meeting the Zodiac. I think it was just fascinating. And that's why um, when we were working on the movie, we put in a lot of li little bit of a personal thing in it. Uh, and and each of us kind of do a little bit of that. And then um, it's like it's like a group of creative team working together and they're the Zodiac. And we, we make this thing... Um, Hopefully the audience will like it and um, see see the Chinese magic in it. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of magical, wonderful elements to it. I love the scope of it. It is so massive. What was fun for you about the the big sequences and the epic feel that we experience out of this film? I think we had a lot of fun doing the action scenes mm. because when, when you're doing the magical thing, you have no rules. You can have, uh, I don't know, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like for grandma when she's fighting with, uh, fighting against Lou, she can be in midair and she can stay midair longer and then do a turn and do a kick. And then she can also do, perform a magic and change the whole room to a different, uh, different environment. Mm. And then she can also get all the floors to come up and form the shape of the hands. So we just, we just uh, use our imagination and then um, also the magic that Naomi, the monkey, can perform. She's so great at it. She can string uh, the tiger, string the rooster, uh, even when, they, when they're when arguing. Um, so that's just a lot of different things we, we have fun doing during the movie. Nice. Yeah, I got to screen the movie before Christmas. And one of the things that has stuck in my mind is the fact that there are a bunch of major characters. This is an animated movie with a lot of major characters in it because of the animals that you bring to life from the Zodiac. How was it designing those animals and making them kind of front and center right along with Tom? Well, I think because the name, the Tiger's Apprentice. So the first thing we have to make sure we got a good tiger. Um, a good tiger that can act and also be funny at times and also carry all the emotions he need to uh, for the story. So we did a lot of drawing. And after we did the drawings, we have to make sure the drawings, the design itself can, can act, can give us different expressions. And then you can understand what this character is thinking. We did the same thing with Mistra, the dragon. Mm -hmm. We have so much fun uh, animating her and designing her. And also Sandra Oh gave us a great voice to to be that big bigger sister who knows everything and then try to take care of the other 
11. And then um, Bowen, Bowen is great being the rat. Yeah. And uh, we, we did our design a little bit based on Bowen um, in the red form. And also Naomi and Monkey, uh, Sherry Cola, she's amazing. Yeah, so when, when she's doing the recording, she'll jump around like a monkey. And, and they're like, tell me, what should I do next? And um, that's, yeah, we're just so lucky. We have, we have a great cast, yeah. Henry Golding is fantastic as this guide for Tom in Mr. Hugh. Um, obviously fantastic in Crazy Rich Asians as well. A great breakthrough performance in that film. He brings in this the kind of um, rawness and authority that you need out of this character. Oh, it's great working with Henry because, because the moment you hear his voice, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's our tiger. Because he can be he can be very powerful. Uh, he can he can tell you, okay, okay, listen to me. You do this, like he would say that to Tom. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, when he feel like, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I didn't didn't do the right thing. He, he but he won't say sorry. But he he you can tell from his voice that he might soften a little bit. But I, I we had so much fun when when he record the voices of who when he's uh when he has a banter with uh, Mistra. Yeah. And then you, you you can see a different side of Henry. It's like suddenly, oh my 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 elder sister's here. I I sh I should act a little tough, but at the same time, I don't want to be too obvious. It's just it's just great here gave us so so much uh in the character that we, we could animate to and then and then when we animate we make sure that we have all this subtle reaction or even subtle sound that he made we want to make sure that we show it on the screen. Yeah. He's great. Also, the reigning Best Actress Academy Award winner, Michelle Yeoh, voices the, the villainous Lou. What amazes you about what Michelle Yeoh brought to this performance and what she's been able to do throughout her career? I, well, I've been following her career since when she was uh, a movie star in Hong Kong mm. uh, before she went to Hollywood. And um, she's amazing she when we when we talked to her about the show uh we said okay we leave it up to you michelle which characters you want to play and then she said mm, i don't want to play someone sweet i want to play the villain and they were like okay uh, we haven't we have you haven't seen michelle you play a villain that much she has so much fun playing the villain because michelle herself she's very sweet so she'll come to to the recording booth to say hi everyone hey how's it going and then okay let's let's go to work hi i'm lou and then she suddenly just turned into a, a different person and then and then sometimes she try not to laugh because she was uh she was she was being being so mean and so so great with that character but after after she finished her line she'd be like oh that was so fun <laughs> <laughs> so she got to become a some she got to become someone different and um yeah she's just amazing Raman Hui is here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can watch The Tiger's Apprentice on Paramount+. Plus. Our main character, Tom, is 15 years old, and this is an amazing adventure for him. It's destiny calling. How do you get inside the mind of a 15-year-old in, in making Tom uh, such a strong character? When I, when I moved to the U.S., I was, um, actually, I was, I was in my mid-20s. 
And but for me, for me, when I moved there, I felt like, hey, uh, this is my year one in the U.S. So I'm only one. I was only one year old when I first moved there. I thought that way because because when I when I talked to uh, friends who were talking about old American culture, I didn't know so much. So I felt like I was just learning. And then so I just imagine, okay, what would it be like after being in the U.S. for 15 years? Um, and also, I kind of used my teenage time to remind myself how I would react or how I would think uh, if this situation is being put on me. And also, being lived in San Francisco and know that area and know the people in that area, we try to stay authentic to that culture too. And um, that's why we had Brandon Soho, sometimes he played uh, Tom. And Brandon, sometimes we'll say something and then uh, in the lines, and then we say, hey, maybe he should say that in in Chinese to to the grandma. Mm -hmm. um, so, so sometimes when you watch the movie, sometimes you might not understand some of the words he said, but uh, all the Chinese American will understand when he say, "Oh, are we getting chashu bao?" So everyone will know it's a it's a pop bun in uh, in in Cantonese. Uh, those those are the little thing that you can get. Uh, it's 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 totally authentic authentic in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I visited San Francisco briefly last year for the first time and have, have always admired it. And it was cool to see the Golden Gate Bridge and some of the sites. And you do a really nice job showcasing San Francisco and really making it a character in the movie. Yeah, we, we did. We, we were trying to make sure that whoever lives in San Francisco, who, who have visited San Francisco before watched this movie, would feel like, hey, they really... They really go go to San Francisco and shoot this movie in animation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we stay true to it. Yeah, you spent a number of years at DreamWorks Animation, co-directing Shrek the Third, working on uh, Madagascar, Shrek the Halls, which I love, Puss in Boots. How would you say your time at DreamWorks prepared you to make the Tiger's Apprentice? I have learned so much from uh, DreamWorks, um, from all the people I've worked with. Jeffrey Kassenberg and uh, all the crew that I've worked with before, they taught me so much. Um, so that was kind of like my family back mm -hmm. then. And actually uh, working on Tiger's Apprentice, a uh, few of the co-workers from DreamWorks was, were also involved. Nice. So I just felt like it's an extension of the family uh, that we moved to Paramount. And then Paramount gave us this opportunity to, to work together and then put this project and get it done. I think we, we're so lucky that uh, Paramount's willing to do all that. And Paramount Plus is doing so well right now in terms of subscribers and viewership. And I think families are going to embrace The Tiger's Apprentice. Before we go, I want to ask you, because of your work on this film and a lot of the work at, at DreamWorks from the Shrek series to, to How to Train Your Dragon series that you were involved with as well, a lot of animated projects involving a human and animal relationship and that bond and that closeness. What would you say you get out of the human-animal relationship after your work on all of these projects, these animated projects over the years? Actually, I didn't think it that way, but now you mention it, <laughs> it is true. It's, well, Shrek was not a human. He's an ogre. But right. yeah, still Shrek with a donkey and a cat. Yeah. And then um, Hiccup was with a dragon. 
and uh, oh, I did work on Kung Fu Panda, but Kung Fu Panda is all animals. Right. Um, this one, this one is about a kid and all animals. So I guess to me, animals just another human or another character, and to me, they, there's there's no prejudice. So animals are great, and um, there's sometimes we can project ourselves into them. For example, the tiger, uh, the monkey, the rat, even the rooster. The rooster, is someone who's who's loud and always want to be the boss. I I guess as long as you can inject a character to them, I think uh, either an animal or human, there's no big difference. Yeah. Yeah. But but animals more fun to animate because they have all this different thing that they can use. For example, the tiger. Uh, sometimes you can feel he's a little sad just because the ears move a little bit. Mm. Um, and then um, the dragon. Um, the the dragon. Yeah, the dragon is just because of the whole body. You can feel she's elegant when she moves, and but also has has all this uh, personality too, and being the big sister. And I think it's just great. You've done terrific work, and I really think this is going to be a big hit. The Tiger's Apprentice, available on Paramount+. Plus. Raman Hui, thank you so much for being here today on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all of these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lights-camera-jackson.com and read the Q&As at animationscoop.com. Thanks so much for listening to the LCJ Q&A.